into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America. As long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. <laughs> and everyone's like, I forgive you for whatever I was mad about. <laughs> <laughs> Racism is so funny in like the uh, the ways that we kind of understand it to play out, you know, within power structures and like, oh, it is ra- you can, a white person can be racist, but a black person cannot, etc. Um, if we look at it through that lens, by the way, I'm recording uh, something that's really funny that's happened to me over the last few years is that I have a good friend who's um, Korean. But also, he's like Congrats, dude. north or south, yeah. uh, s- south. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kim Kim Jong Un's a good friend of mine. Um, I dyed my hair uh, rainbow colored and went over and played basketball in his country, and now we're tight and shit <laughs> and all the time. No, I mean, I, I have a friend who's South Korean, and he um, he's also like he loves to get offended at shit. Like he's like looking well, for it a lot of times. Koreans, you know they are. But yeah. made that up. <laughs> <laughs> a made up stereotype. But I want him to hear. They're really into not getting nuked. <laughs> but he's uh he's he's come out to see me do stand up like you know like once a year like a friend you know wow like a normal friend comes out and sees you once a year or whatever I don't know who these people these normal <laughs> friends you have <laughs> but every single time over the last five years like five for five every year. The weirdest thing has happened every single time, which is that a black guy doing comedy has done an extremely racist mm-hmm. Asian accent. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always a black dude doing an extremely racist Asian accent. And it, the math on it is so funny to me because, like, he's the only person in the room that's like, what the fuck right. is going on here? <laughs> Everyone else is like, black people can't be racist. Like, there's all this weird math to it. And I think it's just like... Uh, I don't know what to do with it <laughs> every yeah. time it happens. I mean, people, Jake's long-distance offen- boyfriend is here to see <laughs> yeah. him. Every, everyone can be offensive and bigoted and prejudiced and all that. Yeah. So. That's, that's why one of my favorite songs is uh, Black Korea by N.W.A. because it's a very bigoted and or racist, depending on how you frame it, song towards Korean people from NWA and I get to listen to it and be like I don't I don't know what to do here. Why yeah. what am I, I think what's your favorite deciding, song? Because I it's, think it's deciding because whether it's, it's about the contradiction. Or bigoted. It's like you're not, you know, either way it's not going to be a great <laughs> outcome. Your yeah. favorite go, song is something you listen <laughs> yes. to and just bite because, your nails. Yeah, alone. because it's it creates conflict you're within like, the I soul. You're really like I really like Triumph of the Will because either <laughs> Well, no, if Triumph of the Will was, was from so strong yeah. but so wrong. Yeah, exactly. I bite if, my nails when I'm reading it and go, <laughs> what is happening in my head right now? Yeah. Anyways, uh, hey guys, this is Pod Damn America for the week. Uh, I'm Jake Flores. I have with me Anders Lee. Anders Lee here. Alex Patak. Alex Patak here. And special guest Katie Halper from the Katie, Katie Halper, Halper Show. Katie Halper here. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> finally, someone takes on it's Anders. Anders' birthday his, tomorrow. It's <laughs> reign of terror over being <laughs> the only person that's allowed to say that. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, thanks for I, having me. Uh, I'm very excited to talk to you about uh, basically a lot of the um, electoral races that are happening in New York right now. 
um, but also the concept of electoral politics altogether. I listened to your, um, the episode of your show today where you, you um, interviewed Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and uh, I quite enjoyed it. The nominee. <laughs> um, for anyone listening unfamiliar... Um, <laughs> that was funny. Um, Alexandria... Ocasio-Cortez um, is is important right now because she um, is basically a shoe-in for a congressional seat, which will make her the first, I think, open socialist in Congress. Uh, also, well, there's Bernie before. Or, oh, he's a yeah. senator. Well, he, right. but he was a congressman. Uh, right. Okay, fair enough. Um, female. She's the youngest female, I believe. She'll yeah. be a, the yeah. only maybe female socialist, maybe only Puerto Rican, Latin, let's just say Latin socialist of color. Let's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in... Yeah, right? Because I think the only open... No one else is open. Everyone else is closeted, right? I think With Paul Ryan has kind of made some a, hints. Uh, but he's a Randian socialist. Yeah. Randy. He's a closeted person of color. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he's like he Peter really Dow. Is. He's slowly becoming oh, really? okay, more yeah. openly socialist yeah. as time Oops. goes on. And more openly of color. Yeah. You know <laughs> Peter Dow literally like asked Twitter about how he should identify because he doesn't identify as white. <laughs> and he wanted advice uh. to see if he came across as a white guy. Well, he's a bloodless gray which can be he a spectrum of ethnicity. <laughs> he's um you know what he is he's um lebanese and he was in the um uh, what the that militia that famous for the shatilla what is it um the posting wars fame famous for the like killing refugee palestinian refugees the oh. falange he was in like the Fal- oh, christian art okay. that's one of the bad militia. ones oh yeah he was yeah. in a bad one was he really I <laughs> yeah he was yeah no he, he says that he was in it um he was like conscripted and far be it for me to judge someone like i don't i seriously don't judge a kid for being like i don't Lebanese. judge the the well no he said he was doing un- it ironically but uh, <laughs> you know ratzinger the pope nazi pope i don't blame him for being in hitler youth at 14 i can't say i would have risked my life to get out of it, yeah, would have sure, had sure. to make the, the shit choice, I would have done at 14 for tenacious D, oh, yeah. let alone tenacious uh, A. Yeah, H. that's why it's so important. Tenacious D does not bring back conscription. Uh, Hitler's nickname is Tenacious H. H. <laughs> <laughs> the kids loved him. Um, anyways, um, oh my God, Peter D- Peter oh, Dow, Peter Dow right. so, has been very funny online post Ocasio because he's now pulling a, a, a weird like 180 take where he's like um, he's chairman Dow he's now <laughs> into it the thing the fucking hilarious thing and about this huge you know people will call it an upset but it's like a pretty obvious win for the socialist candidate ousting this shitty incumbent who never ran in the first place is just the plethora of bad takes. Bad takes. Right? Oh my god! I was so stoked last night. I'm still kind of hungover. I went out and just I was like excited and fucking did shots and stuff. Uh, but the, the the cold light of morning brought the bad takes right. and the weird uh, criticisms that are going so, to be lobbed at her. So Akasu, just so can I give like a little bit Please background do. on yeah. her? So she was um, she's from the Bronx and she. Her, both of her parents were from Puerto Rico, and she was a bar ten, a bartender she like was a, bartender, a year baby. ago. A few she went ago, to right? yeah, yeah. She she I think she went to college at BU B, somewhere in Boston. I can't remember. She like studied international relations. She worked in like book publishing. Um, she did organizing, all this stuff, uh, teaching. She did a lot of different things, and then brand new Congress uh, recruited her. Her brother nominated her. 
And oh. brand new Congress recruited her to run. And brand new Congress and Justice Democrats are these organizations that help people who basically would otherwise not have the funding or the connections run for office. And so they've helped a lot of great people. Pa- Paula Jean Swearingen, who didn't win, but she came so close to defeating Jim Manchin, which would have been huge. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so she's great. And she was running against basically like the personification of um, like Tammany Hall, this old white Irish American dude who, um, who was, was representing appointed. the Bronx? Yeah, yeah, the old Bronx. white Irish guy. <laughs> I mean, there is that part of the Bronx, but That's still, my grandparents my, my, are yeah, that my mom, uh, my I'm half, as I said on the episode, I'm a mix, product of mixed marriage, half Bronxian, half Queensian. My mom is Bronxian, <laughs> my dad's Queensian, and my mom fled the uh, Bronx Irish Catholic pogroms. I Bit of yeah. New York humor for you yes. on the show. I get my sushi at Ellis Island. No, Rikers Island. <laughs> Rikers Island. <laughs> I was trying to make a Dan Nine joke. It didn't work. Um, we'll cut it out. But she's, uh, yeah, she's great. And of course, like none of the, you know, Emily's List did not endorse her. Gillibrand endorsed Crowley. Uh, uh, Crowley also accused her of, of making the, the race about race. Huh? That's kind of meta. Um, <laughs> he, while he, of course, has says that he's proud to be uh, Irish American. American. It's a, it's funny. Gabe Pacheco, my co-host on on my podcast, made this point because I guess um, Crowley said something about how like now is not a time to be divisive. You know, it's time to come together to to defeat Trump. They Gabe's always like, say that shit. The primary is literally when you're supposed to be like running against each yeah, other to yeah. find. It's a time cordoned off to be yeah, divisive, exactly. <laughs> so you can say that yeah, the exactly. rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I was there. I wasn't there when she won, but I was there at the victory party last night. Um, I missed the thingy, but the great thing is the actual win. But the great thing is that Zephyr Teachout was there, Cynthia Nixon was there, and so these Julia Salazar was there. So these are other women um, who we hope will also yeah. uh, be victorious. And just want to say that both Acasio and Ben Jealous, they both won. They both did my show and that's what we call <laughs> it's statistical proof of the Katie Halper show bump. Katie Halper show Krasner bump. did your show as well, right? Larry, thank you. Yeah. you I had didn't want to brag. I got Larry Krasner Yeah, on. back yeah. before he was when yeah. he was just when oh he was God. just running. He wasn't even yeah. he's a, a silver haired fox. I'm I fucking you. love that okay. guy. He's very handsome. Got a big poster of him above my bed really? where he's laid out ceiling? like a teen hunk. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He is a hunk. He looks okay, in photos he kind of looks like a less tubby um, Barney Frank, but he's actually very oh, handsome. Yeah. He's very and he handsome, doesn't have, though. And his voice is a lot smoother than Mr. Uh, Frank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you're like a, a chick. Talk, 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 I'm talking to a dining room table. I can't remember yeah. the dining room table. He has a lower voice. I can't remember it. Something's funny about getting old is that, like, when you're young, the coolest person ever is, like, Slash. And then when you're, like, Ralph 30, Nader. you're like, it's Ralph Nader. <laughs> <laughs> or Larry Krasner. Larry really Some cute. weird, disheveled guy in a tie. He's pretty, <laughs> like, This guy's yeah. a badass, man. Yeah. He's yeah. going to well, fix everything. <laughs> I have a couple predictions about, because uh, now people are still kind of making sense of her, her win last night. Uh, and we have some the Joanne Reeds of the world who are all of a sudden big uh, DSA fans. <laughs> That's the um, funniest shit. Yeah, well, but wh- I think it's only a matter of time before there's people who are like seeing that people that men of our ilk are fans of Ocasio and are going to be like, oh, so I guess uh, Hillary Clinton 
didn't meet your beauty standards. Right. Let me tell you huh? a story. That already, what are you in there for a smooch? Yeah. Right. Trying that, to go on a date? Not all of us are Anders, okay? That, <laughs> that already happened to me, though. Um, so I... I uh, you should I just got, be like, no, I'm hot for Hillary. You're wrong. I yeah. I would, seriously, I, I didn't would. vote for Hillary because I find her so sexually yeah. attractive. She is the most you recu- experienced you MILF. Recu- <laughs> you had to recuse... Gilf, actually. You had to recuse yourself. Yeah. 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 I, I thought it would collapse... Uh, Clouded my uh, judgment. my judgment of her, uh, but 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 this has already happened to me with Acasio. Who really? I, I fucking oh, okay. last night I you know was excited and I posted. I Arrest. particularly like because she's a bartender. Just felt right. so much personal solidarity with her because I work as a bartender and was like, wow, this is how often do you see someone that does your exact job right. do the thing you're talking about, right? Um, so I put a picture of her online, and I sort of explained it, and I just kind of made a statement about how, like, um, you know, this 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 incrementalist shit is done. Like, you guys should sort of uh, – um, people should, should evolve or fucking fall behind the tar pit, basically. Surrender your lands. <laughs> the revolution is here. And the <laughs> one person that got really mad at me online was this woman who I met two years ago. During the like Hillary Bernie primary, and we have no friends on Facebook together. We're like we just we're just two isolated people. That oh, know you're each not. Other. And you're not. Are you friends? We're friends. Facebook friends. Okay. We don't have any mutual uh, friends. Yeah. We're like two completely right, right, right. separate, just uh, yeah, fucking ships passing yeah. in the night. You're right? just both in the polling place. The reason hey, I, who you voting for? The reason I know her is because during 2016, I had a tweet that went viral that was very stupid, and it was about how like it's the last season of America. Yada yada oh, yeah. yada. The the Daily Show stole it. Now it's very like. You know, two years ago, that was a novel thought. Right. Now it's the hell we're living in, right? Um, but Thanks. I, I was, Thanks, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I caused it, it to happen. Uh, but I met her at a party, and she came up to me, and she told me, hey, that tweet got passed around in the Hillary campaigns, like, their emails, their email chain that gets sent around, right? And she went, hey, I just want to let you know, like, we all were laughing at this this morning, and I went, oh, cool, good to meet you. And then throughout the Hillary-Bernie primary, we would see each other at parties and kind of have this weird, like, meet where we'd right. go, like, what's going on on your end of things? Right. What's going on in so your end of things? So she knew you were right? Bernie guy. Yeah, she called me a Bernie bro playfully back then. I right. called her a Nazi, you know, yeah. like we <laughs> joked around. Not <laughs> playfully. <laughs> and, uh, and so we just kind of had this thing going on, and I have not talked to her since then, but when I posted this congratulatory thing about Ocasio last night, she came out and she she came up on my Facebook and she was like, this is sexist, you're a brochalist, yada, yada, yada. Oh my god, can you give, can I see a screenshot so I can comment on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I won't get, I, I get accused of dragging people because, That's yeah. also kind of why I wanted to have you on my show, yeah. because like we both just get this shit from fucking all angles. So she... Wait. Was she was saying that what you were exploit like you she were was saying like, me like like celebrating Ocasio's win. What Jake hasn't told us is that he cropped her head onto a naked body, so <laughs> oh, it was a little okay. inappropriate. Of Hillary Clinton. Just <laughs> kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, there was no. Yeah. Um. <laughs> if you did that, that would be rude. <laughs> no, but you know what's true. This is not probably the answer you uh, response you were expected, but like there are some women like Hillary people. Women's magazine types, yeah, who like would not have responded to Ocasio if she, I mean I don't. It's hard to say this without sounding like I'm. Clearly, I love the woman. I would love her no matter what she looks like. She happens to be very beautiful. That 
I mean, informs my support of her. Not at all. But I know, and it's like, you can't prove this, but they're definitely, it's not the leftists who like her because of that. They're definitely libs who find her more, Mm, like, tolerable because she's so aesthetically pleasing. And they really, I think, honestly, like... They wouldn't have voted for Abuela. uh, Well, they wouldn't, I mean, I, I think that there was a lot of weird, like, I don't want to go down this this road that I go down every day of my life <laughs> on the hour, but like don't why people there. hate Bernie so much. And mm-hmm. like, I think people have, vi- there's some anti-Semitism there and I hardly ever think anything's anti-Semitism. And in fact, it's, it's my like non-Jewish friends who have to convince me that something's anti-Semitic. So I know the theory has cred. Um, like tenacious but, H, that was it. Tenacious <laughs> H. That, but like, it is, it, it's funny because I feel almost the opposite and it's it's different. It has nothing to do with our side of the politics. Like, it's totally on brand for us to like this woman. She's a lefty. She's a socialist. We've always liked socialists. We've always liked socialists of color. We've always thought that, like, socialism is better for people of color, despite the narrative of it being some white nationalist yeah. ideology, yeah. which is total bullshit. But it's funny because the thing that she's kind of saying about you, which is inconsistent because there's no... Inc- incoherence between you liking her and your the rest of your politics is what I think about some kind of annoying like white uh, Hillary women who find her like appealing and like her story and think she's yeah. so pretty and cute. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah certainly. I, I really liked she did an interview with Glenn Greenwald yeah. where they were talking about um, identity right. politics as it informs a candidate and whether you should factor that in, in when you're voting for a candidate and the conclusion and I uh, tend to agree with this, is like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with factoring in, uh, you know, if somebody is a woman or a person of color, right. like that should, that's okay to put that as like a plus in right. their, in their, uh, you know. In their, cat- in in their, their whatever. Line. Yeah. Well, it certainly uh, is a factor because the other the option there is. Uh, <laughs> but it's not the only reason. Right. It should never be the only well, reason. And it's also, uh, that's, it's one thing if they're like, oh, if they're from a, you know, marginalized right. identity or whatever but if they are uh, their appearance and how quote unquote sexy they are sh- shouldn't is right. not well, that's just doesn't branding matter. yeah right. that's like what politics is from the get-go is you get somebody who looks good on a t-shirt and then you right. print those t-shirts i mean it, it sure. just it's more but i guess what i'm saying is that there are people who but for it's funny it's like i actually find this internalized misogyny or internalized sexism that i'm always accused of i feel like i'm, I'm seeing it kind of it seems a lot like they're in this because there's like a weird, like a fetishizing of her, yeah, and like she's so pretty, and she's like, she's not in your face, obviously, or like a Jewish grandpa the way Sanders does, and then mm-hmm. that makes me really mad at them for being like, what is wrong with you that you are first of all you're pretending they have different ideologies and they don't really, like except yeah, she, she's better on ice. She than worked he is. for him, yeah, um, but which is, but like. I don't know. It's weird. It's like this is it, it is really so optics based, but in like the it, not about straight white men. It's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Now I sound like I'm someone who feels bad for straight white men. No, don't, well, but, but that's see, this is something I'm actually concerned about is like she I can kind of see this happening where she will become hated like a hated figure by the alt right 4chan dudes in a way that Bernie wasn't right. Because, you know, for a lot of reasons, yeah. but she's going to become a, a meme. She could be they could try to dox her and target her. That's something that's actually kind of well, she has a good start with the right, though, because immediately President Trump tweeted. Yeah, he got real. Oh, mad. yes. Oh, what happened? I didn't see this. He uh, essentially rubbed in Crowley's face that he got primaried. 
I think because he thinks a Republican somehow beat him. No, yeah. it was because, and this was actually uh, the only reason I supported her is because of uh, <laughs> Crowley was not respectful enough to the. Can we get the president. tweet? You can't ever yeah. just you yeah, can't yeah. imitate the king. You know, <laughs> it's like art; it has to be dictated. I like how I searched. I started searching President Trump. As if that's it. <laughs> Donald it's J. President Trump. President Trump, sir. <laughs> um, I have it up on my Facebook. Oh, wow. Right. Big Trump hater Congressman Joe Crowley uh, just lost his primary election. In other words, he's out. Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is a big Dad, one. Doesn't Trump make you laugh a lot? Dude, he's yes. so funny. Oh, yeah. He, the thing is, the, like everyone talks about how he killed comedy. He killed comedy because he became comedy. Yeah, he did, <laughs> an, he did an hour every day for yeah. a, a year and a half. Just off yeah. the top of I think of his Bush head. did that too a little bit. Like, yeah. you couldn't really make jokes after Bush in a different way, but you couldn't because it was like poetry. Well, that's why the second comedy boom happened under Obama. Because right. Obama was so not someone you wanted to make fun of. I know. You had yeah, to, like, you had to think about other the shit. Lens yeah. on life, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's but. like your dad, and you can be rebellious under when dad's home. Yeah. <laughs> but then when your stepdad's there, the joke's over. But, but but I mean Trump. I mean like I read that. I read that, and I it was the it was just honestly in so funny, like so <laughs> fucking hilarious. I mean, when he made fun of John McCain, I know it was terrible, but it cracked oh, me up because it's really just so. so it was so ir- it was like such a dick thing to say, but. I feel like also, I think Trump's a monster. Like you guys know that. Right. Some yeah. people, some libs pretend like I don't. No because, qualifications. Yeah. No qualifications. Right. Like we actually spend time talking about the people who we want, who are supposed to be beating him. Right. Yeah. Like because those are the people who need to be better. Anyway, but like, there's something I hate him. And even I, as someone who hates him, like when he said that about John McCain, there's something cathartic about hearing someone <laughs> say something that everyone kind of thinks. Everyone's kind of thought like John McCain's a hero, but he got captured. Maybe that makes me I'm revealing that I'm a terrible person. But no, there's no, like a his rebel. whole thing no, no, no. is he got captured and we're supposed yeah. to be excited about it. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess what he resisted. To, I, I, and it's just more like the, the rebellious thing. Even if you don't really think it, it has to flash through your head, right? It's like yeah. the Well, Trump was appealing to people as a radical on the right. right. And the radical part of that right. is what's appealing. Disrupting the status quo Donald and Trump. nice manners and all and that. Yeah. He doesn't have any ideology. He's an idiot like right. most people that don't have an ideology. So, like, he's wrong about a bunch of shit. But just the sheer nature of being radical enough to then make for John McCain. Like, right. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a broken clock. He's going to be right. Here's right. why he's so special, though, is I have always thought conservatives were funny, but they're less funny the more they dress up their speech. The things they believe are dumb, mm. and I love talking about them. Donald Trump has mastered the presentation of the conservative id. He just says right. everything they think, think yeah. without remembering he's part of a society. <laughs> right. just like, well, he did this that. guy's in a wheelchair. He's talking to me. Uh, Shut yeah. up. <laughs> or when he said that women should be, pr- I mean, this was kind of amazing when he said women should be punished for abortions. Because, again, that's really the logical outcome if you think yeah. it's murder and you think it should be criminalized. He's just saying, and he doesn't even think that, but he's like has this like. He's the logical he's, outcome. Can't the stop end of a lot of the, like Republican arguments. Well, yeah, right. but but I mean, to, he's not anti. I don't think Trump is anti-choice, but he was running as anti-choice, right? And I think he thought. I mean, he might as if well. If you're be, yeah. like, 
Yeah, I'm not pretending oh, yeah, yeah. like, and he's govern. He would. He right. is governing like that. I'm not cutting him any slack. Sure. I just think yeah, behind yeah, yeah. closed doors, he doesn't give a shit about that stuff. Look, he's a great. He's man. not homophobic. <laughs> I don't think he's, or he is, but he's not. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to push him. <laughs> no, I know what he's you mean. Very he nice adopt, to the Lebanese. He adopts. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not a, um, a Christian right dude, but he's he governs like a, the Christian right, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But I do think that it was kind of amazing because if you think abortion's murder, and you think it should be a crime, then you should be punishing someone. So, of course, I disagree with the first two premises, so no one's getting punished. Um, but none of, no other Republican will say that because they know it's, like, unappealing because... Because it makes we, we, them sound like the monsters they yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because most pro-choice... Pro, excuse me, anti-choice people... I'll call you pro-life maybe if you're against the death penalty. If you're not against the death penalty, you're just an anti-choice. But mo- those people know it's not life-life because if it were they wouldn't have exceptions for uh, rape and incest because you don't get to kill someone because of that anyway not that i'm encouraging people (laughs) to not have exceptions but philosophically it's not actually that consistent for sure um (laughs) to get away from trump just because come on there's enough podcasts about trump happening right now he's a Um, monster and he's putin's boyfriend (laughs) they they have they have gay sex oh, together. Oh, they have gay sex together. God, comedy is so dead. Yeah, but and then the afterwards, they open up a talk. bag of Cheetos. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And they ride a unicorn? Because they're The unicorn that Bernie wanted to sell you, which you couldn't. It's not even real. No, give you. Didn't He's both a snake oil salesman, but giving you ponies for free? Right. It's weird. Are we talking ponies or unicorns? Do you remember when Hillary compared him to a character from... There's something about Mary because oh, he said, oh yeah, yeah. the rev- I remember reading that reference. It's seven it, like, minute abs that very... that Bernie offering yeah. stuff. Okay, sorry. Mr. Bernie is a lot like when you come in your own hair. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bernie, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. but yeah, Ocasio's great and Ben Jealous is great. Well, the, love Ben. The Jealous. reason I wanted to bring this back to Ben Jealous and Ocasio is because I listened to that, to your interview with Ocasio and something I thought was really interesting was that you asked her where. Like, like you asked her, you know, how did you come to this, this position? And a, a lot of times people expect you to uh, be like, well, I'm a lifelong Democrat right. or whatever. Or I'm a lifelong socialist or whatever. And like, I have these like, th- and she gave a very honest answer, which is that like, this is all post 2016 politics. I mean, she's yeah. 28 years right. old. There's no reason for her to tell yeah. you when I was 22, right. I read and this And she didn't think of running. It was her, it was her brother who nominator yeah yeah um but she also posed a very reasonable explanation of why the the political circumstances surrounding her at the time during 2016 led her to become a socialist which is what we get accused all the time of like oh you're doing this because it's like a trend or something but these are you know if you if you look at your surroundings at any given point and actually do the reading and apply any of this thought to like your life, you probably are going to end up as you know socialist and like left. Right, or you um, were raised by secular Jewish communists on the upper west side, <laughs> went to a communist summer camp. Is but, that yeah, your story? Yeah. Like, That's yeah. kind of interesting to me because I was raised by fucking capitalists, and so like for me, like you know, leftism is this big thing that I had to like come to. So oh no, yeah, my uncle who before he died he rejoined the CPU Communist Party USA. He got, like, a Lifetime Achievement Award with, like, a Miri Baraka's widow. Wow. Uh, my, yeah, all of my, com- in fact, so I don't take any credit. I, like, admire people who come to this on their own. I was raised, born and raised, like, 
I'm a Woody Allen. Uh, a red diaper baby. I'm a red diaper baby's baby. Yeah. yeah. My mom was. My dad's. I got relatives in Spanish Civil War. Both sides. Oh, both sides. Sure. Dad's wow. uncle blacklisted. He was the head archivist in Gen- at the UN in Geneva. Got blacklisted. I got a. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> uncle's wife even got some Spanish Civil War. Was there? there bad blood between the both sides part of the Spanish Civil War and your family? Were they like... Uh, oh, both I, sides of my family. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Oh my yeah. God. For a second, I was like, that Franco. Oh, my God. My, the Jew... The, and <laughs> now the, playing the Bronx the Jew- and Queens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, they're... The, yeah, the Jew, the Franco-supporting Jews. <laughs> no, um, the I- Ireland was the only country that sent... Oh, this is so nerdy. We can talk about this in another. We'll do this in the... The brigade. This will be the bonus, the Patreon. People will really pay for this. Uh, Spanish Civil War history. The Abraham Lincoln brigades were the American ones. They were the international brigades. Ireland was the only country to send volunteers significantly for Franco's for Franco, side. Yeah. I Catholics. think that's right. Jesus I'll make you. John McCain <laughs> actually wrote a... He did. John raising the yeah. last living... No, the last living Abraham Lincoln yeah. Brigade vet. Because... Uh, and they were called premature anti-fascists. Yeah. I mean... You know, there was premature a high... high uh, black and uh, Jewish percentage of, of volunteers. I mm-hmm. got the joke. Um, <laughs> we all uh, looked at each other I know. and not, didn't um, make the joke. <laughs> you held, you I love how the word it. premature you could be in so many. It could be used in so many different yeah. connotations. You delay the gratification of yeah. that. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, the uh, black Americans and Jews kind of knew what was up because they were like, "Oh, this Hitler guy. I think he's on n- onto something not good," and we mm-hmm. are often the recipient of it. So uh, they were like ahead of the game. Yeah, I talked about this on a show recently with Nando Villa, who's from Spain. Anyway, so you were growing up like '90s, '80s, that era. Like what? Knots? You mean aughts? What are they called? Yeah. The 2000s? I'm just kidding. No, I'm, you want to ask me my age? I, yes, I was born in the '80s. Okay. Um, and hey, me too. Yeah, I'm a couple years older than you. And I, I'm always curious about what the radical left was like at that period. Oh, it was like no it nukes. Like, it was yeah. like. Well, my uncle apparently is just funny. Was, uh, I can't hug my children with nuclear arms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I went to that rally when I was one. Actually, there's a really cute picture of me at a NARAL rally that my parents took me to. I'll show you. I posted on Father's Day. But if you were a radical who had also lost both of your arms in a conflict, did they like put you out front? Were you a big messenger boy for, for the movement? Did you get special treatment? <laughs> I don't really get it. Like, what? What? What is the you political? You can't your, your children with nuclear oh. arms. Here, and look at this. Oh. So we have this very dedicated fellow. That's he has no so arms. Stupid and funny. I think you didn't understand. <laughs> I the would joke. love. To the <laughs> joke was about the concept I... of nuclear arms. Yes. Yeah. Correct. He was just taking it really nerdy, punny. Oh. Do you see me? I hate you, Alex. I just. Yeah. Oh I my would... god. You see me, and my dad. It who could have been Einstein. So that's yeah. me at like five at a NARAL pro-choice rally. This <laughs> explains so much about you. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very. I'm like um. Did you see Annie Hall when he meets the character? And he's like, you're, you're like a, a strike-oriented fan, like up Central Park West. Uh, but I was Riverside Drive. Anyway, here's my me and my pops. Oh. They know about this because they had me Hell on. They, yeah. 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 Einstein. My dad is so funny. I didn't do anything productive Look at until that. My chubby cheek. Look at my cheeks. So cute. <laughs> Guys, you can't see this, but I have pigtails. They're very cute. And I'm so staying with my dad. Okay. Let's talk Ocasio, though, because, yes. I mean, I feel like we're experiencing sort of a... Uh, 
uh, a wave of you know glee. Like there's every once in a while the left gets a win and it feels great. But um, the 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 next day you know we're going to sort of get hit with uh, bad takes and uh, with with uh, criticisms of her. The, pro- the the maybe the most like. Um, the most accurate and most profound criticism is maybe that she's um, apparently not into BDS, which... who? So what is her stance on this? Because let's be precise, because I feel like all this stuff gets... I mean, I I have have a different stance probably on BDS than some people do, but what is her... What did she say? Um, That's a good question. I don't know. Is exactly. it that she doesn't believe in boycotts because marketry tricks are nothing but? I actually, I don't, I law. don't believe in the cultural. I'm, a, I, uh, I don't think BDS should be outlawed. I don't think it's anti-Semitic. I, I'm kind of a Chomsky on this, although people hate him because of the anti stuff too. But, um, I don't think that like academics, although some academics there support it. I think it's like, I don't think that Amer- that Israeli academics are any more part of the Israeli state of um, which is a colonial state but mm-hmm. I don't think they're more part of the state than American professors are part of the what would you call America like imperialist hegemonic western yeah. That's, yeah. but uh, to be fair the, the response to that is well Katie no one's calling for a boycott against America and if they did I don't yeah. know. Well, I think the, I, I mean, I don't know if this is her stance, but I know the Finkelsteins of the world who are like super critical of Israel. Um, it's a cult. Still, BDS yeah, is yeah. a cult. He's called BDS He's a cult because of, um, they're committed to a one state solution, which I'm kind of now agnostic on because for a while I was saying, well, it's got to be two states. That's the only way it's going to get done, but that's not looking like a thing. So I don't know what she said in particular. But well, I know that I just found something, not that this is, I mean, the Jerusalem Post says that she's, you know, pro-Palestinian wins a uh, activist for Palestinian cause wins upset in New York City primary race. She spoke out on the, she called the recent attacks a massacre, which yeah. is scandalous for the mainstream but, America news, right. where it's been branded as a shipping misunderstanding. <laughs> but what is, I am curious dead. what this thing is. Is this, um... I uh I I don't really care about this because um I, you know I don't buy sober homos and shit and I'm like I will practice BDS at BDS to an extent, but I also don't think BDS is the way to solve the fucking conflict out there. Like it has to be a state solution. Yeah. Uh, we're really not going. There's just there's not enough people or not enough power to really. Not buy enough sober hummus to Doesn't fix this fucking problem. Don't you feel like boycotts problem? in this day and age are very flimsy? I kind of feel like it's like uh, similar to being a vegan, which is like um, I, I, that's the exact oh, thing I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, they can be. I mean, they usually are, but so is voting. So is direct action. So is like everything. You know, they like everything. Are what flimsy. Uh, everything is feels flimsy. Can be flimsy, but I. But it. I, I think it's situational. Like if you have a if someone who wanted to boycott. I got into this with somebody who we were talking about Amazon, and they were saying like we gotta we should, we gotta boycott Amazon, um, and I wasn't sure how to feel about it at first, but now it's like I would be open to that if the workers at Amazon were saying, "Hey, boycott Amazon," you know, if it's just somebody on a whim, right. saying, if it's coordinated, yeah. and planned, right. But that is the which big BDS difference. is trying to do, but but yeah, they, they're also doing it against a major colonial military That's power. That's also the difference of BDS and veganism is veganism is not attached to a political entity, whereas BDS 
ha- is an organization with stated goals. Yeah. I'm very curious, though, about where – see, this is uh, – the left, not to be cliched, but, like, they can be so annoying. Like, who's this – who's, like, already, like, oh, Ocasio, she's, like – she's bad on BDS. I, I've I'm, never smiled. I'm just – anyway, I that's neither. Wins. And someone did bring up on Twitter that her, her like, um, her platform changed. Hmm. I can show you that, which I don't really want to. I don't know if I want to. I mean, I like her, and I. Uh, what can we talk, uh, Cynthia? Cynthia, you want to talk Ben at all? Or is this mostly New York? No, we should talk? get um, here. I'm gonna pause real quick. Oh, and Emily, we should talk about fem- pseudo feminine. And we're back. Um, let's get right into Juanita Bar- Broderick. Broderick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a harsh turn this podcast yeah. is taking, but you interviewed. I did, yeah. I feel like I should have explained my feminism more, but for your listeners, I'm basically, I'm a (laughs) lifelong feminist. Uh, I used to, you know, I've always said that, like, Hillary Clinton faces sexism and misogyny. There's no doubt about it. She also wasn't the more feminist candidate. Sanders was. He's more unapologetically pro-choice. And in less direct ways, he's fight for 15. I'm so glad you're saying that because no one believes me when I say it. Just yeah. like, man, no, you're part uh, of the problem. No, he's, well, which part? The unapologetically or the how his policies are more feminist? That part. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you don't have to be a brain, like a rocket scientist to get that if you are you a brain scientist to get this. Yeah. You don't even have to have a brain to get, um, to, to get that. Like, and I wasn't insulting you, obviously. I was insulting your haters. Programs oh. that are good that, for working um, people are good for women. Absolutely. Well, also yeah. minimum wage workers in particular. The majority of minimum wage workers are women and people of color. And so the idea that feminism just means saying women's rights are human rights and human rights are women's rights, which is a good idea. The, I see the world that way, too. Um, that's not enough. Like saying that at a U.N. conference is not feminism. Uh, it's like maybe the bare minimum. It's like the the, uh, the semifinals round or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, it's actually being less of a hawk is also more of a feminist move because war disproportionately kills women and children and punishes you know through rape through other things. Uh, so in all these other ways, Sanders is more of a feminist. He also was ahead of the curve on LGBTQ stuff. Um, supported same-sex marriage way before her. Yeah, that's one thing that that I don't get why he didn't criticize her more for is like she went on the floor of the senate and said that marriage was between a man and a woman those are the faults of bernie sanders yes that he didn't understand he's he's 84 years old he really that old (laughs) no he's not 84 is he um i think he's in his 80s he's like 70 i think he would be maybe maybe that's what it is if if he if he um, makes it to 20 that might be where I'm, i'm getting that age from but um but when people talk about the things that he missed, it's like, yeah, because he's old as fuck, <laughs> so and old. he's still farther to the left yeah. than a high school kid that's listening to the fucking the crass right now. Well, like, I, how I think he's also stubbornly print. Like, there, I'm not someone who thinks he's infallible, and in fact, I think he should have been more strategic about this. But I think he's like stubbornly principled. I think that's like something that's actually not good. Is yeah. what's good about him is that he says the same thing. You could play like a continual tape from 1970 to now, and he's making the same points, which is admirable. But I, th- I, I usually think works he- against most old people, right? Because he's <laughs> but he's so progressive. <laughs> I think oh, yeah. I think his main problem is that he has an inability to uh, to explain the message of um, how 
what he's talking about with economic justice then yes. translates to social yes. justice and the reason racial, he has racial justice yeah. the, in racial justice and all these these identity politics yeah. things right and the reason he doesn't have that skill set is because that's a extremely like 2010 to yeah. now like concept we all just learned that also like, he i think that's true i also think he's his directness in itself, like, I don't think it's limited to that. He doesn't sugarcoat things. Now, I agree with you. He could do a better job. But it's also the media is, like, out there. Um, Looking for him to... Like, so, what, you know, th- this famous thing where he talked about how we have to move beyond identity politics. He literally was saying that they are they are necessary but not sufficient. That's That was his hot take. Yeah. They are necessary but not sufficient. The media made it sound like he was saying we don't need them at all, like they're not even necessary. And those are two very different things. I agree with you, but I also think that, like, no matter what he says, it's like he could – like when he said uh, um, we need Hillary – when Hillary was, like, touring and bashing him and talking about what happened, um, he was like we need Hillary's help. Like he wouldn't bash her back, and he was basically in a nice way being like – come on, we need you to help defeat Trump. And people are like, fuck you, Sanders. Like, you don't get to... I think I tweeted as a joke. I was like, well, this misogynist wagging his finger, telling her what to do. <laughs> and, like, I think Jen Kirk, Kirk, Kirkman. Oh, Kirkman, yeah. yeah. But she's, like, it's crazy. But she Friend was, like... Friend of the show. Yeah, yeah I think she, <laughs> that she told him to, like, fuck himself with a chainsaw or something. She told him to, yeah. Oh, uh, God. Which is very well, She's a storyteller. But, um... <laughs> I have, we have a long-standing... Uh, I've talked about this before, but I have a I have planned to contact Jen Kirkman and tell her that I'm... Uh, in the the brochelist podcast world, then that um, there's a lot of Putin infiltration going on, <laughs> and if I oh, yeah. if she could help me spread the world chaos, word, yeah. Called. Well, but the thing that drives me crazy, by the way, about the sexism Bernie Hillary stuff, is that I will get into. I know it's just Twitter, but it, Twitter is still a window into where people's souls would be if they had them. But <laughs> I will get into fights with people on Twitter and they'll yeah, say <laughs> that Bernie is bad on women's issues and I'll ask them why, what policy, and they will say his finger wagging and his dismissing Planned Parenthood as establishment organizations. And I'm like, okay, so it's not policy. Let's just be honest about it. And I pretend that I'm okay with it just being those two things. I'm not. I think that's bullshit. But for argument's sake and to be diplomatic, I'll be like, okay, I get it. We don't. It doesn't have to be about policy, but yeah. let's just be. So let's just be precise. So it's not the policy; it's discourse. And I'm like, discourse is politics. Sure. They'll maybe admit it. They usually don't. But I've not. I've never been able to pin someone down to tell me what it is about him that makes him bad on women's issues, except for calling Planned Parenthood and Human Rights Watch um, establishment organizations, which they are. But that's an example. That was stupid. That was an unforced error. He should have show. <laughs> But also, um, the other thing about Planned Parenthood is that um, during the 2016 primary, Planned Parenthood decided that they wanted to get on board with the fight for 15 because that was the thing that was happening at the time. And then someone very wisely within Planned Parenthood had to point out, if you want to promote the fight for 15, you have to pay your own employees right. $15 <laughs> an hour. And they did it eventually, but they like, kowtowed to it. Like, they didn't... They wanted to cash in on that thing, which was, you know, who that was. You're welcome. 
That was Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Like, so, so plan, sorry, Planned Parenthood, but you get that's a feminist issue and you should, and that's good. You got to work on putting your values into practice. But and like, that's exactly why you should be calling fucking, yeah. you know, uh, 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 Planned Parenthood and places like that, the establishment. You should be calling yes. that out on it. And that's why it's right. good and not right. a fucking But what happened attack. is we know this from the, and if you say we know this from WikiLeaks, then you're a Putin agent and you are, you know, filleting yeah. Julian Assange on the regular. But, um, we know from WikiLeaks that the Clinton campaign like jumped all over that and and pushed that hashtag. Um, I'm so establishment something with establishment. Oh hashtag, yeah, they were embracing that it they for pretended a was organic. My abuela is uh, organic, an El Casa. I'm so establishment or so My abuela uses hot sauce on her paychecks <laughs> where she doesn't pay you fifty dollars an hour. <laughs> hanging out with Mary J. Blush. Yeah. My um, abuela that was, goes that to the bag. That we all know so that Planned Parenthood, 90% of what they do is Top eat hot sauce on caviar <laughs> Actually, and give no, he should say speeches. only 3% go into abortion, 97% goes into everything else, which is why you should be funding them, even if you are a reactionary. The top government. 10% of the baby is only <laughs> oh, <God>. actually alive. <laughs> right, what did they The minimum a king can ask is to split a baby down 50%. <laughs> they are not They are not aborting boss babies. Every baby, <laughs> working class babies are getting aborted. <laughs> Where the you guys have boss. seen James Domian's impersonation of him, right? Yeah, yeah of course. His thing, I where love he goes for a bank Dewey. loan, is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm going to be a little late for the Sandinistas, maybe, I could, uh, if there were any other re- re- revolutionary uh, Central American organizations. Maybe I could loan him a few bucks. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. He's so brilliant, James. Oh, man, he's the, he's the funniest. He's very happy about Casio. I, I bet. Oh. Yeah, he's also, um, uh, I, I fucking love James Domian. I met him a long time ago doing stand-up, and mm-hmm. it was pleased to discover that we both uh, believed in a lot of the same. Oh yeah, he's a total Bernie bro. He's whatever. a gay Bernie bro. Yeah, we're now both out here fighting this shit on the fucking well, yeah. not the front lines. He gets a know. lot of that too. You know, he's just he's always because people a lot of people don't know he's gay, and yeah. they just call him a. He's gay the way I'm Mexican. Through <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. genes, through the genes. His word, <laughs> yeah. genetically and in every way that yeah, it can be know, used yeah. against you, but not surface level. Not what? Not uh, maybe maybe not surface level. I, I I struggle with this because um you know race for me is is a complicated thing because um sometimes the reason that you are the most outspoken about it is because you you have lived a life where it's it's you've like had it used against you in really specific ways or whatever. And for me, the thing I always tell people about my race is that they ask you, like, w- are you white or are you Mexican? I always tell them, it depends on who's yelling at me. <laughs> that's, that's how this that's plays funny. out or whatever. But I also think that that's probably true for a person like Ben Jealous mm. uh, because he is technically going to be the first um, black official in the seat that yeah. he's... Um, he's great. Well, I thought he... I mean, I... I, maybe because I, I always knew him in the context of the NAACP, but my friend saw him on the Jumbotron at the DNC and was like, would you look at that? The NAACP uh, has a, a white president. Oh, I God. never for a second, though. That, and she, like, grew up with me here. She's from the Bronx. I'm not sure why she thought that. But, um, well, race is a construct, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Well, it's well, there a construct, are other people. but it's also, like, the world sees... Of course it's a construct, right? But the world still sees people as... Like the question is whether when when Ben Jealous walks down the street, like do the, does the world see him as black? They may see him as like ethnically ambiguous. Um, mm-hmm. It is weird how it is kind of it's both a construct and real, right? Like yeah. a person like Trayvon Martin, not to be you yeah. know like 
but it doesn't really matter how he identified or identifies like right. unless you're obviously none of you guys here I don't think I need to convince any of you guys here that that was a race <laughs> issue. Um, but that is, is, is a really weird thing. It's like the way that race is both constructed and, and yes, given, within that construction, it's become super real. So real that, like, we know that, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's the, the problem is race is a very broad concept. Right. So, like, at any given time, we're minimalizing it to, you know, to mean one thing or the other. But yeah. it, is, it is both... You know, someone like Ben Jealous's background and also the way he's perceived. So he's he's like, I, I, I think I like him a lot because I'm like, this guy probably understands that sometimes you're white and sometimes right. you're not, depending on whether it's someone's eyeballs right. on you or the the background of your family or, you know, whatever. Well, so yeah, and it's something I really like about uh, what Assad Haider has been saying, and he said this in uh, your interview with him, was that identity politics used to be about yeah. disrupting identity so it, rather than just doubling down on this fixed uh, like pretending like it's this fixed category that we're we can't escape we just try to transcend it in some way you know then this is obviously a different uh level of you know um social pressure or whatever but i feel the same way it's like i uh on paper i have autism but I don't need people to tell me I'm autistic. I don't pe- need people to not tell me I'm autistic. It's like I accept that it's a made-up thing, you know. I could have told you you're autistic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. What means autistic? <laughs> Happy I birthday. didn't know that you were autistic. Whether that I don't know them. I mean, I'm not saying that in a valid. That's funny. Not funny or funny. I don't. Even know yeah, I don't know either. I, yeah. <laughs> Audiences are. Yeah. Asperger's like. That's more intense than Asperger's? Um, well, it's a whole... Asperger's it's is... It's on the spectrum, right? Asperger's yeah, is every, a spectrum. So, but Everybody's on the spectrum, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I went to Wesleyan. Yeah. Just kidding. That was a, <laughs> a sexuality joke. Not but, a, but it's the same, you know... Anders concept. can't have Asperger's because he's not a math guy. <laughs> True. <laughs> and you make eye contact. I did because to compensate for being told that I'm bad with uh, oh, really? social issues. I I don't know. I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. were you told? Do you remember that? Look at his eyes. I mean, I've Look trained myself to like right. you know be really aware of. I'm non-spectrum passing. Yeah. He didn't pass with me. I always thought it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he was Some a fucking robot. Some people are That's why I like you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about uh, interviewing Ben Jealous though. That was yeah, great. That was fun. Uh, co-host and I, Gabe Pacheco, we were talking to him and we talked all about like how you keep someone progressive and we talked about New York and we talked about racial identity actually because I sometimes read as Latina, Gabe reads as Jewish, Ben can read as many things. Can I tell you something? You read as Latina to me only through your voice, but because you hit a timber that is so similar to like members of my family. That's and shit, so funny. It's fucking mm. great. I love it. Yeah, right. great. Someone on a Reddit thingy was like, she sounds like it was like a big debate over whether my voice was repulsive or attractive, and someone was like, "She's it's, gro- it's gross, like my Jewish aunt." And someone what subreddit was? Like, was? I don't know. Um, it was the third the level Patreon tier to Come Town. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was on the Come Town Discord. <laughs> but, but, uh, but anyway, anyway. Oh, sorry. So, uh, so we're talking about being progressive, and Jalas has this great story about how um you know the, the apocryphal perhaps story about fdr and a philip randolph and how uh fdr says to randolph oh all these things you're asking me for it's great now go out and make me do it and he says that you never use you don't turn to a politician to make change you turn to a politician so you, you should never ho- expect a politician to make change you expect a politician 
you want the politician. You don't vote for a politician to make change. You vote for the politician who will make it easier for you to make change. I so, like, like, you do like the work. It. Now, yeah. of course, now he ran for office. But um, you do the work, and the issue is, like, the person's easier to dance with. Anyway, it's great. He's a great speaker. And then, as we're wrapping up, I, I joke, you know, and we talked all about how you can keep progressive, try to make Hillary more progressive. As we're wrapping up, I joke, oh, we should shoot two endings, tape two endings to this in case Hillary wins, in case Trump wins. And he's like, <laughs> we all laugh. And he's like, as of now, fear the possibility that Trump wins. And we were like, oh, okay. And then he was like, we think about unlikely voters as the black and Latino voters who are you know, related to the Voting Rights Act. But really, they're white, low income, less educated. Voters. He like goes through this whole thing. He talks about how they're cicada voters who only come out every like 20 cicada yeah because if you don't vote if you miss one cycle they come in a swarm you you like don't get polled they just vote like this yeah exactly not very effective voters not very informed (laughs) um anyway he basically called it um and said that the things that get these unlikely voters out these cicada voters are two causes extremism and celebrity and trump is both of them yeah Mm. wow and he fucking nailed it apparently yeah Mm. and and Jealous is great because he really sees like the racial and class, you know, he yeah. to him it's like absurd to just this this whole fake notion of of like not pursuing multiracial coalitions. I mean, I don't know if it's a fake notion. It's, Dude, I'm it's, telling you, people that are racially ambiguous understand race that's, on a level. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. yeah, that's really yeah. interesting because they have to grapple yeah. with it all day, every but day. But also, right, lives. also people who do real or I mean, that's true. Also. People who are do organizing or study history get that too. Like yeah. it's only people who don't know. Okay, there are some people who really have like very distinct politics where they don't believe in, in coalitions and cooperation. But most people, I just don't think understand the history, and they have this very this very dangerous view that like because people respond to racism, ergo they cannot respond to class consciousness. Like because people have a racial identity, and their white supremacy is real. We can't do anything about that. Like, I'm not minimizing white supremacy, but the answer to white supremacy, and you're not going to win everyone over, and you're not mm-hmm. going to dismantle it, like, overnight. Mm-hmm. But the only way you compete with white supremacy, demographically speaking, I mean, maybe we can have some kind of, you know, send people to a planet at some point, but, like, is you appeal to, and there's nothing racist about this, you appeal to people's common interests people work together in coalitions and it's like it's not even a a teachable moment thing they just like become aware i mean you have to do some whatever anyway i'm probably really interesting because i'm uh julian bond was also an naacp leader who was light-skinned and saw class as an inextricable thing with race that that may have had to have something to do also with how how uh, colorism and how easy it was to be successful when you look like the blacker you looked. Yeah. But yeah. Was Jealous's race close? Um, uh, for the primary? You mean his, yeah, the, the, his the, physical yeah. race? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, the primary. Well, what's so cool is he's that running against yesterday. a guy named Hogan. He's running yeah. for governor of Maryland. He's running against a guy named Hogan. He he was a surrogate of Bernie's, by the way, Ben Jealous. And yeah. I think he should make all these gifts that are like Hulk Hogan and... Uh, the Rock, but The Rock is a Republican. But it, right. but for that, it would work. Yeah. But then The Rock has never said the N word on tape, and Hulk Hogan has. Uh-uh. <laughs> There's the race. 
was good. Game good. over. The Rock. The Rock is also not. He like he's like one of those guys that's he's a celebrity, so he's not right. really a Republican. Like he's not. He doesn't really believe in that shit. He's just an idiot. And it well, makes he's sense also he's so such big money at this point that you become like a formless right. wave yeah. that just oh, turns into speak, things to make more money. Speaking of Republicans, can we just quickly circle back to Joy Reid saying that she didn't know basically about Ocasio? My other favorite response to Ocasio was from Steve Schmidt, who was a he's an he should be fired from MSNBC just for saying this, but he's. And he should never have been there in the first place. He was an advisor to McCain. It was his brilliant idea to. But he thinks to it's have, okay for gay people to, to have, get married. He's reasonable. Um, yeah, he won't stop saying "gook." By the way, "gook." Sorry, "gook." Yeah. Yeah. He won't not stop saying gook. that word. You know that. G-O-O-K. Like he, yeah. he says. Oh, he won't. say it. No. He <laughs> says, no, this is the best thing about it. Wait, wait. John he McCain says, or Steve Schmidt? No, McCain okay. says <laughs> that he doesn't use it for anyone else except for the people who tortured him. Which is like if I said I only use the N-word for the people who did something bad for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not... Right, a, you shouldn't need that. Yeah. And he, it was his brilliant idea, Steve Schmidt, who talks like this. I don't know where he's from. It was his idea <laughs> to for McCain to run with Sarah Palin. That worked out well. So this guy, then he thinks he's like a Nobel Peace uh, winner because he decides, like, after decades of being a Republican, meaning supporting... McCain, meaning supporting Reagan, the Contras, like tons of like Central American families ripped apart, literally blown up, kids killed, all this stuff. Like then family values candidate. Well, then he gets teary eyed about Trump separating families and decides like five days ago he has to not be a Republican anymore. This guy says about Ocasio on MSNBC where he's a correspondent or a commentator. He says that she's like a dis- there's dishonest progressivism and dishonest right-wingism and she's just like a a, le- a left Trump. Like the idea that Ocasio is like she's a, a left, left Trump. Trump. <laughs> it's like that is so dumb when people say that about Corbin and Sanders. That's already dumb, but saying it about Ocasio? Yeah, but somebody who was like, a bartender a year ago. And like a I don't think she should have run on, grab him by the dick. Yeah, that was, I'm, I'm really happy. She should have. That's awesome. Did you see, I actually asked her, I asked her the most gotcha question when I interviewed her. I said to her, and it's true, I've seen you criticize uh, Andrew Cuomo, but do you think that that's sexist and racist to do, considering he identifies as a black woman? Uh, she, she responded very well to that. But, you know, did you see this video of yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that video of him is so funny. Where he's like... I'm I'm gay. I'm As black. A New Yorker, I'm a I'm woman. Ju- I'm a Jew. He's like that I'm Mulaney joke. I'm new in town. <laughs> As a New Yorker, I'm a Muslim. I'm a Jew. I have HIV. I'm a bitch. <laughs> I'm a lover. It's actually really good. He's a powerful white man. And he's <laughs> he's trying to make some statement by coming out and saying, uh, "As a New Yorker, my magic see? is old. I am legion." Zephyr Teachout, who was running for governor against him and came a lot she's another person who's running for attorney general yep. yeah um she's great we should all get out to vote for her she is running Fly away um she she came up really pretty close to beating i'm a scorpio uh, we're not very well understood in the aquarius community <laughs> what's that from i don't know oh. zodiac um, <laughs> at, but Zephyr Teachout ran against Cuomo, and she did much better considering the entire political establishment backed him. She did much better than anyone thought she would. And she's awesome. I love Zephyr Teachout. And she um, 
she's on the show she there's really funny footage of her trying to say hello to Cuomo at some ra- I don't remember oh, a yeah, rally the parade and, and yeah. he's like trying so hard, hard to ignore her and so he sees de Blasio and he's like so so Zephyr's like um, Governor Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, and then he's like trying to ignore it, and De Blasio is there, and he's like, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor. It's just like the most awkward like <laughs> se- segue. He's just trying to get out of right. talking to her. The second because she's trying to reach him, yeah, like, to talk to him anyway. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I think we should round the yeah, show out sure. by talking about Cynthia Nixon because yeah. um, what is happening with Cynthia Nixon right now is. Uh, Extremely important and is going to be most informative to people outside of New York who may be listening to this show. Um, she's sort of running a protest campaign against Cuomo. Right. And um, I I kind of, you know, I'm like knocking on wood and I don't really want to say this out loud, but I don't think she's going to win. I think what Don't knock on wood for that. That's not on us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what she's doing is important in the sense of the 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 race itself, right? right? But you still, you don't want to, I'm, I'm with Andrew, right. you actually, you don't want to, knock on wood she wins, but you don't think she's going to win, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've never understood the whole expression, to be honest. <laughs> you I get it wrong you every say, time. If you don't want to jinx yourself, right. you knock on wood. Right, I think I knock It's on usually wood. when someone dies. But no, but like, <laughs> it, the way you're saying it makes it seem like you want her to lose. You don't yeah. want to lose, but you're saying I don't want her to lose. she will. I'm just going to knock on this table yeah. the entire time. You're like, yeah, we got to no cancel them out, and then, yeah. By knocking on wood, I'm just doing that. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to say that backwards but um but what's going on with any if anyone's listening from outside of new york and you're not welcome aware this is a safe of space. what's happening here you're listening to uh me and my podcast pals we're walking here we're all we're recording <laughs> this track. we're all walking here While we're walking across um, the street. each of us in a different bird i'm hailing a cab <laughs> eating a pizza folded in half and there's this race for governor happening right and so uh, Cynthia Nixon, who played Miranda on Sex and the City, is running against our incumbent governor Andrew Cuomo, and Andrew Cuomo fucking Samantha sucks. He's a he's a <laughs> he's Democrat, so people in name he's only, fine. kind of yeah, yeah. But he's essentially like a terrible politician. And they and there's all these. Th- there's something called the IDC, which is the independent. I don't even remember what it stands for. It's independent, independent Democratic Caucus. And they basically are Republican. Lo- I mean, they're just Republicans, and they're awful. And he's like tight with them and he, he he's he's very corrupt and he, yeah he awful. formed it as an excuse to not actually because he got and this he got the, the, the every couple of years like in 2009 or in new york like the democrats have uh, are have put in the advanced. shitty position from their perspective of actually being, being in power yeah and they have to come up with frantically right. find some excuse to not actually do anything that their constituents right. want yeah. So what they do is vote with the Republicans. Yeah. If you follow lizard people theory that lizard people dress up as our politicians to uh, blockade <laughs> us from making any human progress, it's the same story, but with uh, Republicans who are just spiritually lizard people. Yeah. So um, Cynthia Nixon has sort of been like leading this uh, yeah. very, <laughs> very powerful, like very... Um, like historical campaign against Cuomo, and um, yeah, we'll see what happens. A lot of people think like there's no reason for her to like do this. A lot of people, a lot of people on the left think it's great, but it's it's in a it's it's, mean, a, it's a protest campaign. It's well, not, but it's it's not like the, at the very least. I can't remember what was the issue she already pushed him left on. Someone marijuana. tweeted 
Yeah. Someone tweeted something funny like the best thing Cynthia Nixon ever did as governor was like make Cuomo. I don't know. It was a funny thing. It was a funny. Yeah. Uh, it the was... best thing about her is that like she's been coming out and running on a platform of uh, abolishing ICE and yeah. legalizing marijuana yeah. and decriminalizing sex work and all this shit. And what it's what's she's she might not win, but what's already happened is yeah, it's, it's caused sh- it's the fucking the guy over- running for yeah. for like reincumbent office to have them. to go. Oh, now I'm also. Right. I think we should be right. people or whatever, and, and that's politics in practice. Yeah, and if she does well, even if she doesn't yeah. beat him, like this guy ain't gonna be working in a Democratic White House. You know, he's, he's not gonna be running for president. He's which not. Which is gonna, what he's wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. and he's maybe he's but gonna we be. We bug- don't know. I mean, we would have said that Ocasio never could have won, right. right? And what did she teach out? She sure, hit yeah. like thirty yeah. percent, something like yeah. that, and that was with no name recognition. Yeah. None whatsoever, so. and she's great. Yeah. People don't recognize her name as a name. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They re- it's actually n- name recognition refusal. Yeah. It's, a well, protest, it's a protest Ni- vote against mm-hmm. the name. Her name is Nixon, so that's already not good. Well, right. She said she's a better Nixon, <laughs> though, but um, mm, genuinely uh, confusing. Yeah. Her mother. I saw this on uh, her Colbert interview. Like her me. mother was married to an Adolf in the '40s and lived through the '70s as a Nixon. Ah, she likes to say that's a little tagline. Clever. Damn. Cute. Oh. Um, her wife is a big labor person. Hmm. Oh, right. That means she lesbian. gave birth to the babies? Huh. That's funny. I'm not sure. Where do they get the cake made? <laughs> question. There was so much happening in that one <laughs> moment. <laughs> it was very pregnant. <laughs> that would So that would be a great threefer if we get uh, Ocasio, Nixon, and Julia Sal. And oh, after Julia yesterday, this all seems show. doable. You know, because New York politics, like, this could be a watershed moment for, What's like, we could actually have a progressive, a state as progressive as and the people why, in it. And let's, is that for Tisha? She's running for AG. Yeah. yeah. Is she, is that looking, uh, looking good? I think it's Tish, well, she's running against Tish James. Oh, Leticia. The, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, I mean, I think we are kind of experiencing a watershed. I think 2018 is going to be kind of a watershed. And the question is whether it's going to be a watershed for liberals or fucking leftists. Yeah. Yes. Um, you can buy our book, Good Shed, Bad Shed, yeah. <laughs> A Homeowner's Guide to Lawn Repair. <laughs> Julia Salazar is also a great candidate mm-hmm. who um, you can support if you live in New York and if you're in her district, which she's running for a state senate seat. Bushwick, Ridgewood, Williamsburg. Yeah, which if you listen to podcasts, you're probably in Bushwick. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just show up and vote for this person. Um but, like, I don't know, I guess t- to wrap this whole thing up, to, like, kind of put a, a pin on this, like, what do we think about the concept of electoral politics? Because... You're like, in our remaining 30 seconds, let's uh, deliver our treaty <laughs> on Is this the, all bullshit? Yeah. Go! That's honestly my question, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, as, like, a lot of anarchists, like the the concept of anarchism, will kind of tell you, like, well, this this is bullshit. Like, you were sold the ballot box. It's a false bill of goods. It's there to sort of distract you from getting any work done or whatever. And um, I don't quite like disagree with it, but I also think like it's more complicated. I think like the the ballot is a tool. In the right. middle of a bunch of other shit that gets stuff done or whatever. Yeah, 
power but building is important. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so just so pleased with Casio. I'm just like so happy yeah. right well, now. Well, see, I remember on Monday I was phone banking for her, and there was someone else, another volunteer who was on a call and was doing a really good job uh, because there was someone she was talking to who was like, okay, she's making all this, these great promises, but what's she going to do when she gets in there? How do, how do I know she's actually going to do it? She can't do all this stuff on her own. And she had to, the volunteer had to be like, well, yeah, that's true. She can't do it all on her own. There has to be like a grassroots movement and people holding her accountable. It takes a village. Yeah. Imagine if every fucking congressman also wanted to do what she's doing. Yeah, it shifts the... We get done. Right. Um, But my response to the anarchists is like, the shit you're doing isn't any less reformist than voting. Because we all live... We don't decide to live under capitalism. And so everything you do is going to exist under capitalism. If you break a window, that's still working within the system. It's still part of the system. If you vote, then sometimes that can be more threatening to that, the system than, than smashing. It depends on the situation. Well, yeah. the frustrating thing about anarchists is, uh, like, in the streets, protesting it has its own efficacy. But then a lot of the people who complain about electoral politics are like, and that's why I have my own form of protest, which is my band, Rat Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All I? of the instruments are rats. <laughs> it's not politics. It's not helpful. Um, <laughs> Please go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say. Anyway, yeah, I'm having uh, a live taping at Caveat, which is at 21 Clinton Street, Saturday, June 30th at 7 p.m. Doors open at 630. Get your tickets online because uh, if you can or not, get them at the door. The guest is Thomas Frank, who's a great writer. He's very funny. Um, he wrote What's the Matter Kansas, Listen Liberal, big critic of neoliberalism. He's from Kansas, um, and he's very, uh, he was great. He's just a big, he gets, he, he was, like, predicting Trump would win. People were calling him crazy. Um, if you're in New York, you should come watch that. Yeah. I, I listened to the book, Listen to the Rule. Uh, I didn't read it. I listened to it on audio tape. And, uh, does that make you a liberal now? Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 apparently, because I was, he told me to listen, liberal. Yeah. Uh, but... The, uh, I enjoyed the book quite a bit because it's a very angrily written book. Yeah. And the entire book, I can't remember if it was him that read it, but it might have been somebody else who read it for him. But the tone of the book itself was they yell the book at you. It's like, it's yeah. an, uh, it's a listen, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. an angrily written book and it's very, very good for that reason. Yeah. So like, I cannot wait to go to come out awesome. on the thirtieth and yeah. uh, and listen to him talk about it because uh, he he did a great job. Yeah. Great. He's got a passion. It's attractive. <laughs> and you can follow me on on Twitter at KT Helps letter K letter C H A L P S and listen to my show on WBAI on Wednesdays at seven p.m. Good show. Nine point five FM or on just iTunes and SoundCloud and Patreon. Cool. Yeah, if you're in New York and if you're online, listen to the Katie Halper show on iTunes and uh, all even that if you're stuff. not in New York. Also, uh, if, if you're um, just on Twitter, listen, uh, follow at Katie Helps and listen to the show that she does with a uh, friend of the show, Gabe Pacheco. Um, thank you very much, Katie Halper, for coming thank on the you. show Thanks for having me. and proving that we're not sexist. Yeah. <laughs> we feminist uh, badge of seal of approval. Now we did it, fam. Now we're a feminist comedy show. Yeah. Um, we did it, fam. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, uh, please please follow Katie and listen to her show and follow all the uh, journalist endeavors that she puts forth. Um, you guys, anything to plug before we get out of here? I'd like to plug Anders' birthday yeah. Ooh, uh, tomorrow at Dromedary. I, I think you could still make it by the time this comes out. Also, I'm on Twitter at Patak Jokes. You can come to my weekly stand-up show on Sundays at 7 in the Village, Ave A and 5th, Sing Sing Karaoke Bar in the basement. Come down. We're doing oh, the fucking do news, bitches. Really? It's called Bad News. It's a comedy show. Come check it out. Uh, I yeah, My birthday is on the 28th. So if we're doing karaoke, you're free to come and do karaoke. I can't stop you. Where? Uh, Dromedary. That's your right as a citizen. Cool. Yes. Actually, maybe you don't want to say that because you don't want to get weirdos coming up. Yeah, I would. I, I mean, I would be. It we're would be. Au- I would be honored. Yeah. Where uh, if that happened, that would let's be. Let's meet some weirdos. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, other than that, follow me at Anders Lee here on Twitter, and uh, we just got some UK listeners from last week. If you are one of those and you are in London, wow, uh, come see me at Draper Hall on July twelfth. I will be doing a preview of my one man show solo show dummy which is about the autism issue i was discussing earlier dummy's great i saw it i watched it i literally cried i'm not joking uh, what part did you cry during well i hadn't eaten was it the jacking off days. with no hands portion <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. my brother's autistic it really got me oh thank you oh, that's beautiful that's also a good i'm probably autistic <laughs> <laughs> everyone is as you will learn if you come to see that on come july 12th show. i'm doing a, a double my feature with uh simon kane out there in the uk so check it out cool all right, guys. Well, um, listen. Uh, I have shit. I'll put on my posted. Uh, I'll put on my my pin tweets. My uh, oh, and my standard oh, dates. Go look, ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, look for my interview with um, Acasio, Zephyr Teachout, Ben Jealous, and um, I did interview Juanita Broderick, uh, who we can talk about next time I'm on the show. Yeah. Uh, Who's running for mayor? Keep an ear out for and an eye out. I'll probably write something about her again. I int- I wrote. I interviewed her for New York Magazine, and I've written some identity politics stuff for Paste in case anyone wants to uh, follow up on what I've been uh, saying. That's a Yeah, well, listen to the Katie Hopper show in general. It's a great show, and it's very informative.